Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to Should We Be Saying This? This is Stefan. And I'm Norbert. And we are proud to be back once more. <laughs> we are proud to still be able to come back. Yes, that is that true. that means we haven't been cancelled yet. But yes, we are here in, uh, at least we are recording in this lovely Sunday night. It's quite late. I guess that's just fine. The weather sucks right now. So it's not much to do anyway. What's wrong with the Danish weather? What's not wrong with the Danish weather? The Danish weather can change 14 times in 15 minutes. Is the Hungarian weather so much better? Well, in some parts of Hungary, even figs grow. So, okay, it's one town that does that. Well, but it is better. Okay, now you now you listen up, young man. We have figs here. <laughs> My parents have a fig tree. So. <laughs> oh, I, I hoped you wouldn't, because I really wanted to say, like, the grocery store does not count. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't get to be this cheeky without having your facts in the, correctly on Denmark. We do have figs. That's something I haven't known. So thank you for teaching me that. What oh. you don't have is a summer. And know that two weeks in July does not count. It's a short summer sometimes. We, can't, <laughs> we, we don't plan. We don't, it's not like we planned. Oh, let's have a short summer this year and then a long winter where it's so cold that you just want to stay inside and watch Bridget Jones' diary. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, uh, in my experience, being living in here for like three plus years now, that there's like two weeks of summer middle of july like 27 degrees and most of the danish people i know they are dying and it's too warm and then they just constantly complain how warm it is also because the the air is quite humid it just makes it even worse mm. but because i like that for me it's the best two weeks of the year mm. and now i'm thinking like is it culturally appropriate to talk about this because well, it's not like anyone can change the weather. No. Let's putting us the whole global warming thing. We cannot really control the weather. No, sadly we cannot. But I will agree it is when it's hot, it's fairly hot and humid and no, we pale Danes don't like it that much. We are very used to the cold. Uh, my fiance, oh, he wanted to go to the beach, and I was just like, no, I'm gonna stay here and just sweat. Thank you. I had the same experience with my friends. I was like, oh, let's get to the beach. It's the middle of the day, 11 or from 10 a.m. till like 4. Perfect day to 10, perfect time to swim. And everyone's like, are you crazy? It's too warm. We're gonna burn. And I'm like, there's sunscreen. There's 50 FPS one, use it and survive it. It's two weeks, you're not going to die. Yeah, but why survive it if it's not pleasant to go outside? It's just the concept. Mm -hmm. well, the way you look at it. Well, sure, sure. It's a bit condescending, but okay. okay. Conde oh, come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, last year I had the chance to go to Rome for a quick like three day visit 
and just to see some and there see and experience the Italian cuisine mainly and the culture and um, you know all the museums and touristic things to see Damn. fortunately didn't had the chance to get to the beach I stayed only in Rome because of COVID it was a bit hard to travel last year even though I'm vaccinated and it went quite smooth but the weather was amazing there was like 33 degrees constantly and it was the best the warmest three days of my life although I gotta admit I had to take like a one or two hour break in after around three to five just to calm down been walking out the whole day maybe wasn't the best idea but it was so so amazing how I didn't have to carry anything like of course I had my backpack and stuff but no hoodies and long pants I was in shorts and the tank top and I was living the life well that sounds like quite an experience to be in Rome then it must have been very nice for you as a person who likes the heat and sweating apparently and I don't know <laughs> then I flew to Copenhagen to 16 degrees without having any short pants uh, long pants so oh remember because you were with me that time we went we oh. went pants shopping <laughs> yeah I remember that oh yeah oh, but you survived the Danish winter no it was not winter at that point it was no it was like it was August I think yeah, because I was in middle August, late August. Then what are you? Then what are you whining about? It's very good weather in August. It's what when it gets to September, it gets to be a bit too cold. But again, it was very cold actually when you were there. It, it was not a lot of wind, a lot of wind. To be fair, September is the month, or like mid-September is the month where my winter jacket comes out of the closet, <laughs> and he's ready to work until mid-April okay maybe March but around that time fair enough I usually just wear the same jacket all year round I don't got a winter wardrobe or a summer wardrobe it's just well I can wear the denim jeans t-shirt and then just my jacket and then you can take your jacket off if it gets too hot fair enough it's not something I do it I always have a hoodie with me or two yeah during the winter anything can come <laughs> yeah okay, just sure. to keep the warmth sure sure uh -huh. so recently um, I was going through some articles online in the fashion industry and back in back in the day it was in 2012 mm -hmm. I found this article about Carly Cross so if you know if not I'm gonna tell you right now just go ahead in 2012 one of the Victoria's Secret fashion shows, uh, Carly Co Cross was wearing a war bonnet. You know those headpieces worn that was originated from Native American culture, mm -hmm. usually given out by the or worn by the elders or the leader of the tribe, or given out to those who achieved something. For example, in war. Yeah, I, I, those, I know of those actually. Yeah those big head pieces had pieces with the feathers yes. and she was wearing one of those and I read that after the show both the brand and the model was not criticized but the called out maybe yeah called out thank you 
how it might be inappropriate. So both uh, both the company and Carly had to apologize publicly, which is obviously is the least they could do, because in some way it's taking away from the native people's culture. And I was wondering how these cultural appropriations are happening right now and how does it affect our life and those whose culture is being appropriated? Well, it is a curious subject. Um, it's not something that we experience much in uh, Europe, I think. Like, I have not, well, to a certain degree, well, you have seen those American football teams where there is, like, the Vikings that sort of relate to the Scandinavian people. But it's not something that we have an issue with. It doesn't affect us in any negative way, I think. But I also think cultural appropriation is about minority and majorities. Yes, um, according to Google, there's always a dominant and the more recessive. And in this case, the dominant culture is the one who's taking the elements of the minority. Hmm. And the dominant person is the one who's appropriating something from a different culture. For example, these war bonnets or the Viking culture, because it is at least the Viking one is something Nordic and happening in the Scandinavian area of Europe. True. We do also like we, we do love to brand ourselves with the, the Vikings of sorts not the bad part about being a Viking. We see them as strong, independent, conquering, like the the fierce warriors that they're known for, not for the pillaging and other stuff they did that was not so nice when they were at their wars. So we do also sell some merchandise and do some stuff, even though maybe it's not appropriate to actually make them the good guy in sort of a way. Interesting. So I was wondering, because this is something you can relate to, uh, do you find this, um, let's say, by others, if they if they name a sports team after, like, I don't know, uh, Chicago Vikings, I know it's not existing, I'm not good at sports, but do you think that's some kind of cultural appropriation? And do you feel that it is something offensive to you as an individual, of course? I would say no, because it doesn't affect me negatively. If it had affected me negatively, I may be getting on the boat of saying you probably shouldn't be naming yourself after my ancestors. But I think like if they were portraying anything negative about it, like, I don't know, maybe something stereotypical about Danes relate and relating that to the vikings maybe then i would have a problem with it okay um, it's interesting would you say the intention is also a factor in it might be that they have a good intention or when it comes in general cultural appropriation the intention can decide whether if it's okay to do it or not i i think so i think that they might have chosen that I don't know much about sports either, so let's just keep calling them the Chicago Vikings. <laughs> we are so bad at sports. Yeah, I, I actually think it's one of the... No, I'm not going to guess because I'm going to be wrong. But I think they chose the Vikings because they were fierce warriors. They were known for their fierceness in battle and their unrelenting 
morale like they always had a high morale when going into battle they were known for the crazy fighters that always fought tooth and nail for what they wanted so i think that's okay. it, the intention there was just to portray being portrayed as being strong independent fierce okay so it's intention does least... matter i think yeah interesting so it's more of an easy thing it's not something anyone or not the majority of the danish for let's start with that population would get offended at or about i think you should look uh, a long time to find somebody who thought that portraying vikings in football would be a problem or wearing like viking dresses a lot of people love those viking helmets which, which with the horns yeah and and actually vikings didn't really use horns on their helmets <laughs> that's oh, actually okay. that's actually more of a i don't know it's not a caricature but it's like it's something added which is actually not historically correct so but i don't think many people think it's offensive or bad in any way but that might also relate to our vikings they are way in the past so it's a long time ago so maybe maybe time has made it obsolete it doesn't matter anymore I'm not quite okay. sure okay interesting because a lot of like cases it's just that cultural appropriation is the inappropriate or unacknowledged adoption of elements of different cultures and identi identities by members of culture other cultures and identities and you mentioned how the horns are not particularly correct well i i'm quite sure that they didn't have horns on their helmets maybe one or two might have had it i'm not sure but the rest have just plain helmets i wouldn't say it bothers me but i like historically correctness i think a majority of danes wouldn't care if there's horns or not on a helmet but i i, I kind of like it if you're gonna do it do it right 100 percent long yeah so yeah but uh, like we do we do also wear those helmets i've seen those at festivals and when people are partying they like to use those helmets i i don't see much of a problem with it besides it being historically incorrect <laughs> okay that that's definitely an interesting point and thank you for teaching me about this um what kind of other cultural appropriations and we can go worldwide about it that comes to your mind now that we're talking about like american sports teams we do have a very controversial name of the redskins oh yeah i heard about them which is sort of satirically i don't know if we should be saying this but hey let's try <laughs> no let's try to have an open um, respectful honest. conversation and without taking sides true true they do have a very caricature wise approach to the the native americans yeah i guess that also is building on stereotypes true true they they have like a mascot wearing the i think they got the headdress or some sort of headdress that relate to native american and then the completely red skin and and i've heard it criticized a lot but I also think in the US there is very much a power dynamic 
which relate to the history of the Native American and the settlers that came to the United States and they they took the land and killed a lot of people. So we do have the like the dominant here, which is the settlers and the minority, the Native Americans. Yes, and also the fact that in this um, example, does Redskins you said right? Yes. Yeah, it can like portray a quite hostile and just bad stereotypical view of the nature uh, Native Americans who would like to preserve their cultural identity. Mm. And then they be just made out to be something fun at games or is it is it just something exotic and yeah yeah that's, that's I, I i see compared to the vikings i i understand why if we were like something it's not the same situation of course but i do see why they can be upset about people calling themselves the redskins and yeah and just portraying something they don't know much about and just use it for merchandise and selling yeah. themselves and branding themselves maybe it's also something to do like with when the team is also like i don't advocate that you should be in the entirely scandinavian team to be on the vikings but if you're going like the red skins i believe like i understand why they think it's wrong to like the making money and branding themselves with a satirical version of native americans i i can see why that is upsetting and wrong i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be satirically portrayed as a danish scandinavian person as a viking and they just made money off making fun of me and luckily so i'm not sure if you have heard but there's um organization per se called it's NCAA that stands for National Collegiate Athletic Association. So if I remember correctly from around 2005, this association sorry, been working on stepping up and changing those hostile and abusive names of mascots and teams mm -hmm. that are derived from Native American culture which is, I would say, a really good step and initiative to try to be less inappropriate hmm. and trying to work on these issues. Because I would say we are quite far ahead in time that these shouldn't be an issue working and making, making these teams or let's just keep with the sports, making these teams have an appropriate expression of themselves without appropriating someone else mm. if that makes sense oh it does i think it's and i think it's admirable that they're actually trying to change it um it's uh, i think it's a bit of a fight especially when a brand has been existing for a very very long time it's hard to rebrand so it's admirable that some changes may maybe come out of this that will benefit maybe the team as well as the Native Americans. Just trying to move forward and creating a, an environment where everyone is appreciated and thought of. Yeah. 
this really mm. makes me happy that we don't really have mascots in our football like we don't have football soccer i believe they call it oh yeah it's soccer but when it comes to denmark you are mainly known of handball so well we do have football as well behave oh 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 okay oh yeah now i remember and that oh the whole football player what's his name uh, christian uh, is it ericsson or yeah ericsson i remember because he really looks like my doctor my yeah. Dr. Ericsson, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, what's, it's not normal doctor, it's like family doctor. So I keep remembering <laughs> now that you mentioned football. There's a quite mm. a stir around him. And he expects to actually to be back on the football team again. After That's his, amazing. Uh, after his uh, unfortunate medical situation during the fight, sadly. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah. Mm. Now I'm thinking... There was this time when even Zac Efron got braids and like dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. And how that, uh, I remember the case when people called him out for appropriating like African American and mainly Jamaican culture. Uh, yeah, I remember that now. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a, that was a, I, I had almost forgotten that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Because in my opinion, so I, I, and it's quite hard that we don't have any guests in these topics and representatives of this culture. And it would be really nice to see their opinions, even though they cannot say for the mass and the whole culture itself, they can still express themselves by being quite not relatable, but quite ef not efficient. Um, but like when we talk about this with Zac Efron, I think he was, I didn't see any uh, the negativity. He wasn't trying to be negative around it. He was just trying out a hairdo, which you could use to maybe look differently. Sometimes we like to do something new with our hair. As yeah. that, that's my take on the situation. I, I know that might not be true or correct or whatever but i i didn't see any harm with what he did and it was only made harmful by some people i guess it's what i mentioned before the intention behind it was not to True. be harmful or inappropriate towards anyone it's just trying something new out mm. that's why as i said it would be nice to have guests maybe we can work on that dear listeners from now on we will give or just it a... try to see what we can do but it would be definitely good and interesting to ask the opinion of someone's from that culture and what they think about it we can we, we, we will for certainty work on that um, but this case brings me to another one not about hairdo but more like dressing up maybe not with a bad intention like the the snowboarder um Gus Kensworthy um yeah he did a Halloween I believe it was where he wear wears that uh, war bonnet wore it like with being shirtless and posted a picture on the internet Instagram I believe and most he, likely he was called out for being like I don't think his intention were bad but like when you combine 
only the warp on it and maybe a little bit of face paint with being shirtless you're trying to makes you're not trying to honor the native americans you're more trying to get likes on instagram for being shirtless and just wearing like a costume that is not accurate at all it was a curious case what do you think about that Mm, it's the whole idea of a costume just really brings me up to the halloween Mm. and how the stereotypical like warhead or pocahontas or what else is there all these costumes are out there and they got they're being sold throughout the halloween and throughout that period and people dress up as like oh i'm uh, just anything basically that's not entire not could be not entirely appropriate because i would say and um, if you dress up as something or someone from different culture even though it's not something i would say it's okay but you need to have something beforehand you need to have a proper knowledge about this culture and then the costume and let's just skip with costume although it's not particularly appropriate to call it a costume either because for someone that's their traditionals wear I would I would still call it a costume because a costume can be literally anything. Like you can dress up as a British person by wearing a bowler and a nice suit and maybe a little teapot. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's yeah. just semantics. But, I, I would call yeah, it a costume, like, even though you still should be honorable about wearing costumes. Exactly, but the understanding of these people should be available to the person Mm. and should be used instead of just like oh i look hot i want to get that feathery uh, hair headpiece true like actually this does remind me a little bit i've seen like do you know what a geisha is a a geisha Uh, geisha, um... i'm not quite sure on the pronunciation but geisha geisha you know them japanese traditional dancers well, in, the... entertainers more like. How do you? Oh, yeah, I know of those. How do you feel about dressing up if a person really went all in and dressed up as a geisha? Would you say it was okay? Because that's more oh, of a profession, was... not as much. Uh, but it's still to the Japanese culture. Hmm. And I assume this person was not have not had did not have Asian descent in the spirit of it let's just say no it was not an asian person or a japanese person in particular okay as i said before i would say that honoring someone's culture by dressing up as a, a particular person or a particular job in this case it's okay i think it's something of a learning and by experiencing this it we can learn and evolve with the good feelings and just good knowledge behind the different in this case geisha culture i would say that's okay because if the person has the intentions of learning something and just trying to be open it can loosen up those boundaries hmm. i i agree 
I would say I think the the knowledge and the intention and the respect if that's present I don't see a, a problem especially not with something like you just go into this and thinking like oh maybe you're experienced and you know there is actually still geishas or geishas or whatever they're sorry I'm not quite sure on the pronunciation uh, no. I think it's geisha I I don't know well let's just now go. that's I'm gonna call it geisha if it's wrong anybody can correct me thank you <laughs> um, but I think also like it's um, again it's this is a profession which actually still is active we still have sort of like maybe not the completely traditional but there's still hostess and hosts that works in the industry of entertainment as the geisha does so I think I think it's I think it's okay especially because it's not like a you're not dressing up as a chieftain from the Native Americans. You're dressing up as a profession, as a as a person who did a job. And again, I would love to try that and learn about that and just have like a face-to-face -face experience of it. To be fair, I love Asian culture from the food to the people and the social life without of course, I still the stereotypical anime and Pokemon. I love that too. Oh yeah, I'm right with you on there. Pokemon Go oh, all the way. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, Pokemon Go, just go ahead. Just say the word. <laughs> the whole Nintendo or anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They actually have okay, a because mm. a lot of things when it comes to cultural appropriations relates to stereotypes, and the tension behind either trying to be appropriate or trying to use general stereotypes about the culture and that's where it sets the problem of is it being appropriate or is it being not appropriate and this this is this or not cultural appropriation i think there is a lot of ways to go about it like you have to you have to be very thoughtful when you actually do a costume of sorts now i call it costumes and i'm not saying that in a derogatory way but i think you should just make your thoughts about it read up on it just try to be respectful because i think that was the problem with gus kenworthy like he did it shirtless and it was just trying to make it oh i'm a sexy native american but i i don't think he's native american actually at all no he's not he don't got the the correct genes to relate to the native American. he was actually born in the uk did you know that no i did not know that good for him <laughs> yeah so he's definitely not a native american well you never know what people might be if he's Fair some enough. of his oh, I take that back. some of his ancestors might be immigrants we do have like think it's called the island of man in the united kingdoms a lot of those people have uh, scandinavian um, genes it relates to the viking and when we were <clears throat> visiting yeah we uh, we had a lovely time together which produced some offspring let's just leave it <laughs> leave it at that <laughs> leave it that for a history lesson <laughs> yeah go read up upon that i'm not gonna oh. mention what they did now that we talked about the Asian culture and mainly the Japanese, 
there's a lot of well i'm not sure if it's a fashion thing most sometimes it can be just a vacation souvenir but there's a lot of like mainly chinese written tattoos on people Mm. when they their intention was to get something and they got something totally different (laughs) do you think that's cultural appropriation having tattoos in a different language um i'm going to say no on this part because i don't think like you have a right to a certain language you don't like i I get that it might come up as offensive that you're just going to use somebody language as body art but again it's a language so i just I just don't see a problem with this. Like, if you want to get a Danish tattoo that says Hygge, go ahead. I couldn't care. I couldn't care <laughs> anything about that. And you can put a little Viking under it. I, I'm, yeah, it's your body, your choice. Um, what are your thoughts upon this? Mm, I don't think it's cultural appropriation either. My problem is that sometimes people or those who are interested in this and they want such tattoo or such body modification they they go with google translate and there's this uh, tiktok influencer or maybe just tiktoker she i saw and i love her i was try to find it because i just have like saved videos but that's a side note anyway so she found pictures online of tattoos mainly and then she explains that all oh, these characters means this and this character means that and then she has this um what the intention was like oh i would like to say like rooster she saw a tattoo on a lady that says rooster and for she explained that for the lady she wanted that because she was born according to the chinese years mm. in the year of the rooster but in Cantonese, a rooster refers to a female, um, how should I say this, adult nighttime worker? Adult a woman of worker. the night. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So this, this is really into when it comes to stuff like this and statues like this, really get to getting to know the culture and just trying to find out. Because for us, like, oh, you were born in the year of the rooster according to the Chinese zodiac. Oh, that's how cool. You know that. And that's of course cool but on the chinese side of the story it's something totally different and it it's i it might not be cultural appropriation but it's still something that you should be aware see this is why you just study up a bit upon what you're about to do in ways like this could be avoided very easily if you just took a little more time at the library get a dictionary and maybe look up rooster <laughs> see what it says let's <laughs> see what it says it's 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 a good rule of thumb here or just have someone who is a native and ask their opinion and thoughts about the situation and about the specific word or whatever you feel like that doing that day maybe do both because people can be tricky and people can lack knowledge even with some stuff so just after somebody maybe talk to a native person and then consult a dictionary or some something just to make sure if you're gonna get a tattoo (laughs) just to be ready for everything like don't 
a tattoo that says dumb white person yeah that, that would be that would not be good but that's no. in general i think when you get a tattoo of something language wise do check the spelling and all that because sometimes it ends up being being very sad when you find out that something was spelled incorrectly and you get something you don't want on your body oh like no regrets oh yeah the the tier zero of all tattoos no regrets now that made me thinking also i'm a bit hungry so if you hear um, growling noises that's just my stomach <laughs> although i went down a whole pack of beef jerky and it was like life-changing <laughs> as someone who had never had that although this was not not homemade but, but it was a nice pot, so. it was a nice experience regardless yes um food wise like is there cultural appropriation when it comes to foods and cuisine what oh, do you think that is something i actually did i have not experienced something like i have seen it on um a television show by the it's a netflix show by mr gabriel iglesias who is also known as fluffy he's a comedian i got a show now that's on two seasons you know of that don't you i, I watched all of it it's an amazing show we we highly recommend it oh. those listening give it a try you're gonna love it he is so fun. Uh, if, uh, if the entire show is, I like uh, like most of the characters. Uh, uh, but in one of the episodes, there is this food truck vendor who sells Mexican food, and it is found out that he is not Mexican. And one of Mr. Iglesias' students, he's a teacher in the series, calls um, calls the food truck driver out on. Uh, making money of another culture's food like exploiting even y yes it is sort of an ex exploitation sort of scenario which is um, which is a curious one because i didn't know about this before i watched it i've heard about cultural appropriation amongst like clothes but i've never heard it about food so i found it very eye-opening to see like well, it does make sense in a sort of way, but I also think like it's again, I don't see him demeaning anything. He's just making money of making food. I know it's made of by, it was created by Mexican people and thank God for that. I love the Mexican kitchen. Um, it is something amazing and outstanding and just the spices isn't, I am a great the spice chili? Yeah. Mm. Oh my god. I had tortillas uh, yesterday and today. Leftovers. Whoop whoop. And that's also why I actually love the uh, the Asian kitchens and they. Uh, oh, I love spice, but we don't have enough spice in uh, Scandinavia. We're getting there, but we don't have enough. No. But I just don't see a problem. Like it's the same thing. I don't see a problem with somebody selling chinese food i just see it as food and everybody can make food if they got the right ingredients did you know that chili con carne is actually not a mexican dish so according to, i am lucky to have 
colleague. She came from Mexico. She studies in Denmark. Mm -hmm. And I, it's quite nice to ask all these questions as someone as a native. And she explained how a chili con carne is really an Americanized dish. And it's not Mexican. Then I did some Google search. And what I found there that it's its origin is the origin the full origin is still um, unclear but it's mainly coming from the middle of texas and it's mainly referred as a tex-mex uh, dish so like a texas mexican dish but it's not fully mexican at all Curious. and that can be the same about tacos apparently those aren't mexican either at, no. at least not fully oh my god oh i'm learning so much today <laughs> that's curious but i also do know this with actually like sushi like which is traditionally japanese well it doesn't come as a surprise that some of it is made in the is invented in the u.s or like improved in the u.s like the california roll which we all love and praise is actually an american invention okay uh, they, they or was... just like um, like when it comes to spaghetti and meatballs oh, okay. in Italy there's no meatballs in the spaghetti no. that's just also an Americanized thing and it has to do with the traditional food and the traditional Italian dish well like I think the thing about the US they also they always like to think themselves new all the time like they always want to do new stuff they have and they have had so many immigrants from many different places so i think it's hard to say if it's okay to just add stuff but like i i think it's sad that we think like oh yeah that's go there's meatballs in in a good italian pasta that, that's just forgetting history and the culinary kitchen that's sad yeah these something that should be preserved and should be noted and why I think that evolving it and changing it, it's okay. But where it stems and where it comes from, there should be the knowledge of it still should be available and known, of course. But it's, I, get, I also get like a thing like the US, it's such a young country. What would the US be known for if not, if they were not inventive and improving? I, I, oh my God. I'm, 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 I'm just stating this. Like Denmark doesn't have much to be proud of either. Like we have very few dishes that we can trace back to being ours, actually. So, and I, I think I've been talking to you about traditionally Hungarian dishes as well, where you were about just like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. You did send something, yeah. of course, but I mean, uh, like, is it true that the pastry called Danish it's actually not Danish but it's from the Faroese Islands um, in Denmark uh, a Danish or like Danish pastries are called Wienerbrød which is really means bread from Wien you know the Austria yes correct okay so I would say maybe they got the pattern on sort of like that pastry stuff okay but it's see that's funny it was just a danish immigrant who must have taken over some 
of the recipes and done it and then oh that's a danish because it's a dane who made it so okay interesting um look when you say because i'm like also coming from romania and of course the hungarian dishes what i noticed how have you called of or the dish of the have you heard of the dish called borscht yes i do a, a delicious beet soup which is a very eastern european dish in general i think and northern asian um it's most often associated associated with the soup variant of ukrainian origin mm. as you said made out of beetroots and whenever i meet someone new and they ask about cuisine and they ask this as one of their first questions i have to say no because where i am from we don't eat this at all it's curious so i would say it's a bit of a stereotype but i don't think i ever had borscht in my life okay maybe once or twice but it's not something that it was not something mama made when you were home and a boy exactly oh that's curious because i think maybe it's after you know the cold war with the soviet union i think we just sort of put you all in the same sort of way like everybody who was part of the soviet union must be sort of eating the same doing the same uh, yeah, yeah i think it's a stereotype that has evolved and become very dominant after the cold war or during the cold war yeah then again i i don't find this offensive if people ask me that because it might be something as also as cultural appropriation because just because i don't eat it it doesn't mean that no one else is no one else does around the area i'm from true and just because it might be offensive i don't find it offensive it's it's a simple question and there's no ill meaning behind it yeah i think i maybe i also have asked you about like dishes like oh yeah you did <laughs> some dishes is is that don't you eat that I, i'm actually just doing it out of curiosity and when you said no it's just like what what do you eat what is traditional dishes where you come from so like sometimes it just comes from curiosity that you just want to know oh do you really eat this oh no then what do you eat and it's also it's very hard to find out what people eat like i'm not sure that i eat completely danish food i think it's most of it is adopted from i don't know where we also eat a lot of pasta I don't yeah. think that is a Danish invention at all. <laughs> Definitely not a Danish invention. No, but it tastes nice, and that's the. It tastes amazing. Oh God, that three days I keep remembering. I basically was eating twenty four seven. It was not easy in thirty six degrees or thirty three degrees, but it was hot, so delicious nice. dish just in the hot, delicious sun. Mm. From pizza place to pizza place, and from gelato place to even more gelato places. Mm. Lovely. I also did eat a. I ate a lot of pasta and pizza when I was in Rome. It was quite lovely. They do know their. They they do know how to keep their traditions alive because what I had was amazing. It tasted very good. Stereotypes, cultural appropriation. It's not easy sometimes. No, it's really hard to see and find the fine line where is it still okay and it's not something considered bad 
we should have more healthy dialogues about it because whenever you see it in the media it's sort of always negative and always like oh you should apologize nobody is saying listen what you did was not a good thing i i just seem to see it mostly as people just saying you should apologize and not so much going in dialogue with people of why it's bad to and do how that. can those move on to not have sa the same mistakes again yes that is that is what i am missing from these cultural appropriation talks whenever they come up it's not like i see them every day but they do come up now and then not so much much in denmark but in in the us in uk i agree it's the mainstream media that we consume does so what you just mentioned how people get called out to mm. apologize and but what's happening after how are we gonna solve the problem on the long term yes i always believe like if you want to solve a problem uh, proper dialogue is the best place to start some people exactly. are too pig-headed of course to change their ways but i think majority is ready to listen and learn and just improve themselves in aspects of their personality yes that is correct but i guess we can agree that this conclusion is our two cents about cultural appropriations yes be ready for a dialogue be open to learning and be respectful. And those who teach, be patient. Yes. And be ready to answer questions and expect questions about your culture if you are someone representative teaching about someone else. Be ready to take on challenging topics and try to explain with the utmost respect towards those who are interested in learning and improving. What are your thoughts and dear listeners? Think about it and maybe do some self-reflection on whether have you been appropriating someone's culture or if you are from a minority culture, have someone in your close life or close friend group, for example, been appropriating your culture and how you handle that situation. Yes, it could be curious to hear about. Like a small study, those who appropriated and those who have been appropriated to express their experiences and how they handled that specific situation. It definitely would be interesting to hear. Is this our ending for today, dear Norbert? Yes, Evan. I think that's that's all we can have on this and maybe we can come back with someone who is as i mentioned a couple of times before someone who's representative of some culture that being appropriated and have their opinions and have a interview or a conversation but that's in the future and see what we can do about that well fingers crossed that we get somebody to talk to in the future it would be just something new it would be an eye-opening experience, I believe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I agree totally on that. But hey, thank you for joining us this week. And should we be saying this? Hope you had a great time and see you next time. This was Norbert. And this was Stefan. Bye! Bye! Bye.